podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we return once again and for the final time this year to our series two retrospective and this week we are covering the satan pit i cannot believe i've had to say this we're only in august and it's the final time this year can't believe. So, so when you said the final time this year the cheer that went out before i know you exactly exactly <laughs> just across the nation couldn't you you know yeah. well catford um yeah yeah, so anyway, let's get cracking with some news. And uh, actually, this will be our last news, really, until Series 9 kicks off, isn't it? Really, yeah. which, we'll, which we'll discuss why at the end of this show. Uh, but uh, first things first. Um, now, it looks like, well, not looks like, it's going to be um, a mini prequel episode. Um, and there's been some images released today, um, which have been on um, denofgeek.com, uh, which I've put up on the, on our uh, Facebook group. There's nothing spoilery there, I don't think. However, um, this little mini prequel is going to be shown ahead of the cinematic screens of Dark Water and Death in Heaven. And as you should know by now, this is in America only. Well, America, Denmark and Russia. Russia and... now, yes. yes. This little prequel is called The Doctor's Meditation. Hmm. There's been some images released from this. Um, I don't. I haven't seen many, you know, wailing and gnashing of teeth style tweets and complaints from fans just yet. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that will happen eventually. But um, do you feel shortchanged by this at all? Um, not particularly. I mean, I would presume that at some point we will see it. Whether even we have to wait for the Blu-ray of the series to come yeah, out, exactly. And, and it's going to be an extra. Huh? They Surprised don't really, if we never see it. No, they don't really add much, do they? To be honest, it's just like a little taster of things to come. It, it doesn't really yeah. have any impact on anything too much. Not Well, not the prequels they've done so far. No. Or, or the, was it what they called them? Minisodes, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not that bothered myself, actually. To be honest, no. I'm not that bothered. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, there's been news also now of, of, of uh, the return of two so alien species uh, yeah. to, to Series 9, which we're not going to discuss it because they are... Well, they're spoilery, basically, aren't they? Yeah, so spoiler, people, well, far, as far as... Yeah, they we don't see, know if they are or not, so we're taking the view that they are. Yeah, indeed. Um, and one of them seems to tie into another rumour, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, which we don't want to discuss, because, again, it could be construed as a spoiler. Uh, this is the most pointless news item I've ever done. I, I, th- I think I think you'll find out there. But um, yeah, it's just so much happening at the moment. It, it's I, we don't want to ruin it for anybody, do we? Just no. in case it does come off. That's the yeah. that's the thing. Um, but amongst other sort of other little news items this week, um, we haven't got any link in front of us. But the the weird thing that Tom Baker said uh, at a convention last week, wasn't it? Yeah, he's going to um, record in a voice for this Star Wars thing as he says. And apparently they're creating a character for him um, to sort of uh, paraphrase his, his quote, uh, which can only assume it's our CGI thing for one of the many Star Wars films I've got planned, or it could just be for um, the Star Wars Rebels cartoon series or CGI cartoon series. Yeah. Um, interesting, though. 
Actually, it's not surprising, though, is it? I mean, you, you think he's, you know, there, there's a reasonable sort of crossover of people that are interested, isn't there? So Exactly, exactly. And right. he has got that sort of voice that you recognise. Yes, indeed, indeed. So no, I, should, I should look out for that, and hopefully we'll, we'll find out soon exactly what, um, what, what he's recording for. Yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I don't know, I've no idea what it could be. Absolutely no idea because there's so many Star Wars projects on the go at the moment. Um, it's, it's very difficult to say. But uh, oh, well, so if we get any news on that, we'll we'll, we'll discuss it uh, as and when we can remember to to talk about it. Really, yeah. But um, now, next up in the news. Now um, we're recording on the 26th of August, and it's sort of breaking news today that uh, the UK is going to get the individual series one to four Blu-ray sets. Hooray! At last, now these yeah. have been um, available elsewhere. Um, across the globe, and we're um, we're finally uh, going to get them, and they're going to be released um, well on the thirty first of August, the day after this podcast goes out, hmm. or is it the day this podcast? I don't know what day I'm on actually. No, no, I've got no idea what day I'm on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's out. It's out around about that they come out around about the time this podcast comes out. There you go. Also, our advertising episodes coming out is about as up-to-date as the BBC. <laughs> it is. It is. Do you know what? I'm going to have to consult my calendar now and find out exactly when the bloody hell the 31st of August mm. is. I that's, think that's the, that is the Monday. It is the Monday. Yes, it is yeah. the day after. It is the, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, the day after. Um, yeah. Whether I want to buy them again, I don't know, because I've got the nice box huh. sets of all the other series, so... I'm... Well, of course, we, we can start our Blu-ray series too. <laughs> oh God, no! To see if there's any comparisons we want to bring to. Oh God, see, fear her in, in all its digital glory. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm just surprised it's taken this long. To be honest, I don't know what it is about this country. It doesn't it's all we seem to lag behind when it comes to the sort of advances in technology. I mean, to, to be honest, I'm just not sure how much of a. I wonder how much of a. In, uh, improvement there's going to be i mean it would it is it going to be worth buying if you've already got those dvds really well that, i mean that's where i'm coming from so i don't really think it's 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 worth it really um now from um i think it's from amazon the pre-order price because there's you can just pre-order them at the moment um it's 19 pounds 50 for series one i haven't looked on the others bbc's uh, 21 something 21 wow. so he- head over to amazon folks Head over straight over to yeah. Amazon, you'll save yourself a few shekels. Well, I don't know, though, but I mean, you know, if, you, if you're giving the money to the, to the BBC, is that better than Amazon who doesn't pay any tax? Oh, well, that's true. That is true. Depends if you want to make, if you want to make a contribution to society by, from the BBC, if you want <laughs> if you're a tight-fisted money-grabbing. <laughs> like me? Yes. You'll go to Amazon. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah, I would... Um, I think you find people will probably go to Amazon. The whole, the whole dodging tax thing doesn't come into it, I think, where you can save a few quid on a, on a Blu-ray box set. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I just, I'm just surprised it's taken this long, but it's good news anyway. It's good news anyway. Interesting to see how Series 1 holds up on Blu-ray now, to be honest. Yeah. Because it, it, it's... Um, hmm, it does look a bit dated in places, surprisingly enough. It's only, what, you know, 10 years old, but already it looks a bit dated. So you're, you're spoiling our reviews now for the, for the next six years. Oh, no, I know, I <laughs> know. Damn, damn. Well, yeah, shut up, Phil, shut up, shut up. Um, now, on to some um, other news. Now, sort of 
sort of disappointing news, really. Now, those of you who had tickets for the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular in New York, um, it's been cancelled. And with no yeah. reason given, um, it just says uh, that there are no plans to reschedule them at this time. Yeah, just that, is, that sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? Because normally you'll get a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, they were due to be hosted um, by Michelle Gomez, um, and they were meant to be um, on the 7th of October at the Barclays Centre in New York. Uh, yeah, and there's just no reason given. Um, and also and also no plans to reschedule them. That is, that is very peculiar. At least they sort of, you know... If they're not going to refund you, I mean, they are going to re- uh, re- refund people, but um, it's just weird. There's no plan I mean, to schedule it. It's just peculiar. I can slightly understand perhaps they've got problems with rescheduling because if there's got, they've, I don't know what it was like in terms of there was going to be sort of people doing different introductions and all that, and then they just really are never going to be able to get them no. all together again. And they're not perhaps going to have to do all the props again or whatever. Hmm. Well, it's slightly more difficult than a singer cancelling who can then just come back and do a show. Yeah, that's true. I can sort of understand that, but just then, why not to give? But to not give a reason at all. Yeah, that's very, very weird. Very, very weird. Mm. I'm sure that the only only, only thing I've ever been to or bought tickets to that was cancelled and no reason was ever given Mm. was we was going to go and see Jack Bruce, weren't we? That's right, we were. And sadly, we worked out why after. Yes, because he was seriously ill and shortly after died, didn't he? So uh, I hope that's not the connection with this one. I I hope not as well. I do hope not. Now, BAFTA nominations. This is the Welsh BAFTAs. Now, um, yes. Now, Doctor Who. Um, features quite prominently, as you would expect, um, for the Welsh BAFTAs. Um, now, just quickly, going to go through some of the um, some of the, the, the categories here that's been nominated for um, the actor uh, category, sponsored by Audi for some reason. Yeah. Um, Peter Capaldi is there as the Doctor. Richard Harrington as DCR. Tom Mathias from a program called Hinterland, <laughs> and um, Reese fans as Captain Cat in the name I cannot pronounce. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I've looked at this bit of news, I'm, I'm waiting for the pronunciations. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, now, I'm not going to bother the rest of them, but um, Jenna Coleman's been nominated in, in the actress category, not sponsored by anybody, it seems. Um, no. Will Oswald for Dark Water uh, is in the editing category, sponsored by Gorilla. Uh, then the special and visual effects sponsored by University of Wales Trinity St David's um, it's for the production team for Doctor Who Last Christmas and the titles and graphic identity sponsored by AGFX and that's production team for Deep Breath hmm Hmm. interesting Uh, why they haven't been able to get a sponsor for actress unless they just missed that off because we're we're reading this from from a particular website and maybe they just missed that off when they typed it up who knows but well, it's obviously pure discrimination, Paul. It is. I mean, this, this, yes. this is what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. That's right. I'm going to write to my MP. I think. Actually, no, I'm going to write to someone in Wales. Um, I don't know anyone in Wales, but big companies don't like to see women being praised. I don't know. <laughs> well, obviously, that's what. It, that's definitely what it is. That's definitely what it is. Obviously, dear oh dear. Now, um, other awards news, and sadly, Doctor Who lost out at the Hugo Awards. Uh, this year listen um was nominated in the best dramatic presentation short form and and it it came second place basically it was beaten by um orphan black an episode called by means um by means which have never yet been tried Hmm. Uh, i know nothing about orphan black apparently it's very good 
Yeah, I've not watched it, no. No, um, amongst all the other shows I haven't watched as yeah. well, that, that I've been told are very, very good. Um, but actually beat Game of Thrones. Yes. Actually, it built the mountain and the uh, beat, sorry, I see, the mountain and the viper, um, which is the, I think, the only episode of Game of Thrones I've actually watched. Ah, right. Yeah, it's the only one I've ever watched, because um, I was told it was particularly um, gory, it end to a, a gory end to a fight scene. That's the only reason I watched oh. it, because everyone was talking about it, so I thought, fine, I'll watch it. Um, it was okay. I, I, and I've only watched one episode, but I don't think I can really get into it. No. Nah, nah. I sort of, um, I, don't, I, I think I've left it too late. I'm, there's so many series to catch up on now, and I don't have the time. <laughs> Someone's given or, me the series one box set to 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 watch. So, um, yeah, ten years time, I'll let you know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Bloody hell, bloody hell. <laughs> Okay, that's it for the news, but uh, now we've got time to have a quick jaunt over to Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Now, we've got two items of tat for you um, this week, and first off, we've got one from our one of our favourite uh, well, favorite named companies, Rubber Toe Replicas. Um, they've done a shrunken TARDIS model, um, as was seen in the Series 8 episode, Flatline. Um, yes. It's a rather nice-looking piece, to be honest, yes, it's a, it's a rather nice looking price. As well. Yes, it is. Now, if we um, if we just sort of like to um, click over to the Rubber Toe Replicas uh, website, and um, yes, this is going for now. Actually, let's just read it out first. Sure, let's read it out. It's um, it's lovely handmade um, and painted in their workshops in Barry, South Wales. Uh, this mini Tardis will be a beautiful addition to any collection. Well, I can't disagree with that. Actually, right. um, the dimensions are 115 millimeters by 115 millimeters by 243 millimeters. So it's just like 24 centimeters in height, which is a, a decent size. Yeah, actually, it's, it's a decent size. And they're offering this replica with the option of lights, working pulsing lights, or no lights. Uh, there's no sound though, as they want it to remain distinctly a prop replica and not a toy. And it says that the lights run off a nine volt adapter, which is not supplied. So you've got to buy your own adapter. Now, the cost, as Paul uh, quite right nearly choked on there, is £249.99. Yes. That is a lot of money. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's. there's mm. Could I justify that no matter how nice it is? Mm, no. I don't know. No. So um, if you. I just made a selection with lighting. Okay, um, now the shipping destination selected UK that bumps the price up to two hundred and eighty-eight pounds ninety-nine. Right, right. If you select rest of the world, three hundred pounds ninety-nine pence. Hmm. I basically, I think they can show that where the sun don't shine. Really, <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, <laughs> but your nine volt would have to light it up. <laughs> oh God, you crikey, pulsing light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice it's a nice replica, but bloody hell, that that is a lot of money. It is. That is one hell of a lot of money, especially when you you when you, I mean it's expensive enough without the shipping. But in yeah. the UK though, two hundred and eighty eight pounds ninety nine, including shipping, that is shocking. Yeah, that is absolutely shocking. If you get it without the lighting, the price drops down to two hundred and fifty eight pounds ninety nine, including shipping. For the rest of the world, it's two hundred and seventy pounds ninety nine. So. With a bit of lighting in it, it just sort of adds an extra thirty quid on if you want it for the rest of the world. That that is a rip off. Yeah, and I just I, I, it seems to be when you're talking about that sort of money. Do you would you why why are you 
differentiating between a lighted one and a not lighted one. I mean, oh no, just set it with the lights in it for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. And people can plug it in or not as they will choose. Indeed. Do you know it'd probably be cheaper for me to drive down to 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 Barry in Wales and pick the damn thing up myself. Yeah. Good God, that is yeah. shocking. Take a detour and go to the exhibition. Exhibition, on the way back. exactly. Is that make a day of it? Crikey, yeah. that'd be much better. Now, uh, next up in um, in attack corner again, we're back to um, replicas again. This is a um, Je- 1975 Genesis Mark III Dalek figurine. Now, this has been made by a company called Robert Harrop Studios in the UK. Um, again, it's a nice looking piece, isn't it? It is, yeah. It is very, very nice. Very, very nice indeed. Now, I just want to read a out... A bit the, more reasonable. A bit more reasonable, this one. Now, I'm just trying to find... I don't know, I've become obsessed with money this week, aren't I? You have a little bit, haven't you? I was obsessed with me last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. We're just reverting to our true loves, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> oh, dear. What are you saying, Paul, about me? <laughs> that I'm a colossal... No, no, I won't go... <laughs> You're all thinking it, I know. Um, yes, now just to read the uh, the little blurb about this one, um, it's approximately now according to the, the uh, Doctor Who merchandise uh, site, it says it's uh, seven point five inches tall, which is one hundred eighty nine millimeters. Uh, it's a limited edition of only seven hundred and fifty figurines worldwide. Uh, they hand, individually hand numbered with a unique number on the base. And it comes with a presentation box with information card and certificate of authenticity. Mm. Now these things are hand painted as well. Yeah. Okay. So. I know, you know, so, I know, so so that they they're individually hand numbered. Is it? Is yeah, I know. That, that's sort of. Yeah, that's a little bit. If it was stamped with a number, I'd, I wouldn't buy it because someone's actually taken the time to paint <laughs> the number on them. So. Oh no! I oh, know. Now, um, when I click on the Robert Harrop. Uh, website it says the height is 140 millimeters tall yeah. so, so somebody's wrong there i don't know um i don't know who who is exactly wrong there but um but as you say the price on this one is a bit more reasonable isn't it this is going for 64 pounds 99 pence yes and that's directly from um robert harrop collectible figurines um as i say it does look nice it's it's a yeah. nice little piece actually i i, I you know if i had 65 quid going, you know, that Joe, yeah, I quite, quite, uh, Joe I quite like some of the, some of the other figurine stuff they do of the in the Doctor Who collection, really. Quite, yeah. Haven't we sort of mentioned these before? Haven't we? Yeah, they, they do a good yeah. Pertwee one actually, which I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite, um, quite tempted with that. So that's only 50 quid, yeah. That one again, it's a limited edition, um, but it's, it's a nice looking, it's got the um. The, the 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 green velvet jacket for this one, isn't it? Isn't this the uh oh which one is that one? That's the Time Warrior version, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so no, it it does look rather good. It actually does look a bit like Pertwee for a change. Yeah. Usually these figurines out looking nothing like they're supposed to be. Um ah. if like if you look at the um and the Tom Baker one's not bad, but it looks nothing like Tom Baker. It looks like an owl, actually, if you click on the picture. But again, it, it, it would match the 1975 Genesis of the Daleks figurine. So do you see what I mean? Have you looked at it? <laughs> yeah. It does look like an owl. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't the head revolve all the way round? <laughs> no, they've, they've got some nice looking figures on. I like the Ice Warrior one. That's a, yeah. That's a, that's a good looking piece, actually. Um, and that one's going for 50 quid as well. So 
No, they've got some, they've got some nice looking stuff on there. They really have that. Oh, that's right, because they did the pewter figurines. I remember covering these before now, many, yeah. many, many months ago. Many months ago. But uh, there we go. Um, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not so sure about the doggy people stuff they do. There's other, side, other, other lines they do, not Doctor Who related. Well, they, they do do Space 1999, and they've got um, a, a nice Eagle Transporter. Ah. Um, but one there as well, um, and Thunderbirds—they've got a few items of as well. But uh, again, which look do look rather good, to be honest with you. They do look rather good. But uh, anyway, anyway, it's not, it's not the Thunderbirds um, podcast, or nor is it the Harrop Collectible Figurines podcast. No. We're certainly plugging them tonight, aren't we? I was going to say, they'd like to send us stuff. We're yeah, still... yeah, one of those um, Mark III Dalek figurines would be right. Oh, actually, no, I love the Pertwee one. Yeah, I love the Pertwee figurine. I'd be quite happy with that. Please get in touch, and we'll, 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 I'll send all my address details. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's it for the news, and that's it for Tack Corner. Uh, so current next is our review of uh, The Satan Pit. So for another week, then, that was the news. Right, then, everybody, it's time to carry on with our Series 2 retrospective, and this week we're looking at The Satan Pit. <laughs> The valiant child who will die in battle so very soon. Doctor, can you hear me? Doctor, are you there? Daddy, turn right. It's the youth. They've gone mad. That thing is playing on very basic fears. The people snapped! He's gone. And it's your turn to kick things off, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I do think to a certain extent this is going to be more of the same to as we uh, reviewed the Impossible Planet yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, other than, I don't know, I just, slight, I don't know, a, a feeling of slight disappointment. I don't know whether because I built it up to, my, to myself so much, having yeah. watched the Impossible Planet, that it was never going to live up to that or... Or not, but it's still a good story, and there's still loads of it I like. And I just, hmm. I just can't quite pin on what I don't like about it. I, I, I can see where you're coming from, really, because I think because the Impossible Planet is such a good first part, and the second part of this story had a lot to live up to, really. And it, as you say, it's still good. It's still one of the one of the best two part stories that um, you who have have ever done. Yeah, but I think it was always going to be a slight disappointment, really. I, the only thing I can put it down to is the fact that it's probably a bit taken over now by how I view Tennant as the Doctor. And I did find myself, the bit where he's in the cave with the monster trying to work out what's happening. Mm, yeah. And the, the whole, oh, no, oh, no. Like I thought all it needed then was a titty you not on a thrice no, and it would have been the full Frankie <laughs> Howard. And I think that sort of sent it past the point of me being into it, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I seem to remember a lot of people complain about that at the time, saying that that was pretty that ridiculous. Oh, ah, yes, no, ah, got it. And it's all the, the different cuts and the different camera angles and everything. And uh, I, I think they were sort of trying to set that up as a, as a 
a sort of like a character trait for the tenth Doctor, weren't they? That sort yeah. of that sort of he, he gets the it's sort of like the, the the muse overtakes him sort of thing. You know, he also he has an epiphany, um, and that, and that's sort of kind of kind of what it was what it was like. But yeah, I, I can understand. It, it but but I say what he was, was, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think before that though, the scenes with him and Ida, yeah, especially when that when they're talking about sort of like, you know religion and everything, which I thought was really really nicely done. Actually, they were talking about faith and um, and she didn't want to die alone and sort of belief it doesn't fit others' rules and things like that. So I suppose it's sort of kind of, without getting to some sort of theological debate, it, it did sort of kind of sum up religion rather rather succinctly, I, I felt. Yeah, uh, the interaction between all the characters in this is still really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just really being picky on that, and I don't know why. And I, it, It's, it's a still a really, really good episode. It's still the bet my favourite two-parter and i think together it still probably makes one of the best stories mm, yeah oh yeah because so, 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 i think it's one of the best two-part stories um yeah. I, I think the only the only thing really again like the like the first part there's not enough gabriel wolf in it no in fact i think there's even less i thought he would have you know in, um, to my mind I, I remember this when i first watched it you know all those years ago uh that you know i, I felt he was underused again yeah, because I thought that the way, as we said when we did the Impossible Planet, that uh, scene when he was taunting Toby um, in in Toby's room, that that was utterly fantastic. And you had a little bit more of that um, when you had the 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 Ood on the screen, um, and he was sort of going through each of them, um, and he gets to yeah. Rose saying that you know soon to die in battle and all that. Um, and again, it was nicely done. It was it was really really chilling and then it ends on that shot of the of the beasts sort of roaring at them yeah um but after that he wasn't really used again was he until right no, at the very I mean, end well i suppose the fact was by that stage then from that moment on mm. as, as we find out just before they do mm. he's now inhabiting toby yeah exactly I and mean, i did like and that, that and i quite like that that was a good set i did like that scene where they're obviously just about to escape out of the air conditioning or whatever they uh, work time. Yeah, the ventilation. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. he just stops and doesn't get caught by the ood because they realise who he is. Yeah, I do like the he you just get the, the red eyes and like shush yeah. like that. Don't yeah, yeah, I do like that. Um, and I'm also the, you know, the bit in the. Um, in the in the rocket at the end as well, and Rose is sort of like, how do we get away so quick, how easily? It was too easy like that. And just while yeah. Toby turns around to Rose, shut up. And a little bit of me going, yes, <laughs> 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 yes. Finally, someone told her to shut up because um, I don't. She wasn't. Her character wasn't as annoying as, as it was in um, in the Impossible Planet. Yeah, because it's, it's lost the smugness. It has, yeah. Because it's all gone wrong, really. Yeah, I mean, she's had the wind put up her as well by the beast saying she's going to die soon. Yeah. Uh, so that sort of like took the took the wind out of her sails, really. Um, but I did like the whole the whole the thing about this though. They didn't actually outright say that it was the devil. No. Um, and that whole thing we'll come back to again. Like I said, you know, the beliefs the belief system doesn't fit other people's rules. It didn't fit the doctors, did it? No, he didn't believe that there was anything before time, and that's what the beast was saying: it was before time, before space. Um, and he can't believe that. Yeah, 
you know, and again, which which does sum up religion. It is all about belief, and it's not, you know, it's not about proof of anything, really, is it? You can't no. prove it. You just got to take them at their at their word or at face value. So yeah, um, yeah so it, it, that that sort of that came back again. But I I did like the way they sort of it um, rattled through other other planets' beliefs, and it's sort of the mention of Deimos, yes, as well, and Draconia was mentioned there as well. So um, I thought that was not, that sort of nice little link back to the demons. Because, again, that was... Um, again, it, was it supposed to be the devil? No, it was an alien creature. And I was, are you supposed to think the same here as well, or not? And, yeah. again, I like the way it's left up to the audience. It's whatever you believe it to be. Well, they didn't, yeah, they didn't try to explain how, why, what, who, or anything like that. No, no. I, I really like that. I really like the fact they just left it up to you to decide for yourself. Yeah. Which I think is... And it was all gone now and we never know sort of thing almost, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, no, that, 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 was, that was quite a... For sometimes that we do tend to get stories wrap up disappointingly. It didn't, didn't wrap up disappointingly, this story, I don't think, at all. No. No, it didn't actually, no, because even... Um, as I say, you, you still kept guessing at the end you know you know you weren't supposed to have an answer really because they didn't they didn't have an answer to what it was yeah they all had to walk away or fly away you know what you want to say believe in whatever they believed yeah and that's it really but the only thing i i, I sort of didn't like about the ending i sort of i was sort of skipping right to the end there sort of like the doctor saying about him and rose are oh, the stuff of legend and I, cause I forgot about that but I, 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 I sort of wrote a comment there just saying bloody hell because <laughs> so, I, mean, I think that was overdoing the whole legend of the Doctor thing. I know it, it was um, the, the whole lonely God thing, wasn't it? And it was sort of like yeah, the, the Doctor believed so, believe in his own press a little bit yeah. there, wasn't it? I wasn't so bothered because the whole story really is to do with legend and yeah beliefs that have been passed down. So, so for him to say, "Oh well, you know, we're setting up our own now." Is is quite? I, I didn't quite mind that so much. No, I well, actually, that. actually, the bit that got me at the end more yeah. than anything was the fact that having had the first sort of episode yeah. set up and the that you know they're getting down on the fact that obviously that Ood are slave labour, yeah, and that humans are using slaves and you know they shouldn't be using these uh, the Ood as slaves and whatever. Yeah, at the end, of course. The Doctor has a choice to make. It's either one human or 50 Ood to save. And he'll save a human, human. every time, yes. Which is obviously worth more than, more than, than 50, 50 Ood. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was... Um, well, I, I suppose it's sort of the, the Doctor did feel remorse not being able to save any of them, but um, you could none of the humans were that bothered, were they, really? So, um, I mean, there, there was the nice thing that they did actually get put into the... That as as well as the the humans that have died, yeah. Zach does actually the last he scene. Does start him, main, yeah, he does start. he's going through. Well, it does seem to me that sort of the, that, that's more of a case yeah. of well, I've got to I've got to list them because I've got to, that that's my job. I've got to list the dead. Um. Yeah, but at least it treats them as. It, well, I just thought it was like he was taking not it, it just was taking commodities. In, well, no, I, I read it that way. He was. I read it. It was, it was like taking an inventory. It's like doing stock taking. No, because it came straight after saying that Toby had died. Yeah. 
No, I, I took it the other way. I took it the other way. It was oh, just, no. Well, yeah. I, I, I took. Well, right, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. we're going to disagree on that. We'll disagree on that one. Yeah, I, I took yeah. it completely the, the different way there. But as, as and if, if, if he'd started off by talking about drill bits, maybe <laughs> 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 we lost. We lost seven cargo hold. Yeah, once the three other bolts in that bolt gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, account for those. <laughs> I'm just wondering what happens on this ship as well, actually, in the fact that. There is only those few of them there. Yeah. And Jefferson only seems to have one bullet left in his... And his sidearm, yes. Yeah. What, what has he done with the others? That have... <laughs> well, did he, or does he just carry one, just in case? I've got his finish arbitrarily shooting oods as he went round the base there. <laughs> <laughs> it just did seem to me a bit, you know, fair enough. I can understand, you know, he's run out of ammunition there. They wouldn't have a lot, because... The... <laughs> <laughs> but but the fact that he only had one shot in his sidearm seems to suggest that he's been using that rather more than he should have been in the past. <laughs> On what? Imagine you sort of get drinking tequila and get, get, get drunk and just taking pot shots at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's no wonder they've turned, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Well, the thing is... Um, we sort of mentioned the ventilation shaft and other things that are going on. That There's an awful lot of um, horror and sci-fi films that this particular episode is referencing or a, a homage to or whatever because it, like the whole thing of the huge chasing through the ventilation shaft that's straight out of aliens mm. for a start um i thought the the cable snapping as they're on the way back up the surface that's like something out of the omen so that there was um there was just loads of different little um and also the thing where rose says that toby's clean you know, the things that you saw it leave him and go to the U, that that was sort of something out of the thing. So I think if you're going to reference films, they've referenced some good ones there. Yeah. To be honest. I don't know, I don't know what you sort of like felt about the whole film reference thing. I don't watch films. You don't watch films, no, exactly, exactly. But I thought no, it was it was good. It just, I mean, um, actual fact that the, the cable snapping on the on the lift, I mean, that's straight, that's straight out of the Omen 2. That one when the when the doctor realizes that the the Damien's blood is the blood of the of the jackal, so yeah, and he gets killed by a, a lift cable smashing through. But anyway, um, I, I sort of digress. I thought if you, if you're going to reference films, reference some good ones, and I think I think they did there really. Yeah, I liked it, but um, but I, I, they did manage to sort of fit in some some sort of comedy into the whole escape through the ventilation shaft, didn't they? Um, yeah, can. Because you had sort of like the, you know, when the air was getting a bit thin, it was getting a bit panicky, and Rose says, to, sort of like, Danny, was that you? Yeah. You know, sort of, you know, fart gags when, when they're choking to death, really. Um, and I, the fact they stopped to mention, you know, about the, he's not, she doesn't have to grow his few, and Toby goes, and mine's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. Because I actually did write down uh, Rose gratuitous arse shot. <laughs> well, it's actually two gratuitous arse shots, isn't there? Because there's one where they, they knock her out and put her over, over his shoulder to, to get her on the spaceship at the end, on the rocket at the end. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm beginning to think if you're logging what they are, they found their audience. I think they have, actually, <laughs> yeah. I've listed two gratuitous ass shots there for Rose, so... <laughs> oh, crikey. But is that, there's, actually, I thought some of the... Um, I mean, getting back to the, the ventilation thing, has got the bit where Jefferson dies, I thought that was nicely acted... Yeah. Um, between Danny Webb and uh, was it Sean Parks? Yeah. Um, I thought that that was nicely done. Actually, I mean Sean Parks actually does a really good job on this because he does. When yeah. you realise that 
he's actually not able to. He's not really acting with anybody. No, he just sitting all in that, that room. Was, but yeah, exactly. All that was shot afterwards. I think with just the it was the director just yeah. reading in the lines, everyone else's lines to him. I think he did a brilliant job. Literally, literally I think most of his stuff because most of his stuff was done on his own. Yeah, whether it be reacting to the ood or to anything else was all just the director talking to him so you know he's having to put his own emphasis on everything yeah yeah no i, I like what he did i thought it was yeah. really good i really did like it so it's just uh yeah, yeah i mean it was a shame he wasn't able to in- interact a bit more with the other characters but what i mean what he the way he did it though the way he did interact well you know is it, it i think he still holds that really well actually no no i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. no i'm saying just just basically how good it was when oh he yeah was, you know Afterwards, of course, that he's he's having to do it. It's on his own. You know? Yeah, that's it. So the thing is, my wife can't watch this particular song. She doesn't like Danny Webb. Right. She just doesn't like him. There's, you know, when you sort of like my granddad that had that with Gordon Jackson. He he, he couldn't stand Gordon Jackson, and he, he and he could never tell you why. He just didn't like him. And it's the same with uh, with Joe and Danny Webb. She she just doesn't like. He just gives her the she um, she says he um, he gives her the creeps. So. <laughs> but she can't say why. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, weird. So at least I'm sort of guaranteed to watch this one in peace. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I know, I know. My dad, I mean, this is really going back. My dad was like that with Monty Modlin. Do you remember Monty Modlin? No. He was a reporter, um, sort of like, sort of come sort of celebrity in the like 60s and 70s. My dad just said, oh, he's obnoxious. But why? Why is he obnoxious? Couldn't say why. <laughs> he just had this inbred hatred of Monty Modlin. <laughs> Look that one up, people, because I can't find anything on Monty Modeling anymore now. Hmm. I vaguely remember him on, on, on television, but... He's one for the kids. One man. for the kids there, indeed. <laughs> we haven't said that in a long time, have we? <laughs> we haven't forgot our own catchphrases. That's how old we're getting now. <laughs> um, but getting on to some of the um, the effects, I thought they were sort of like the... the before we get on to like the beast, I thought the, the rocket effects were quite good as well. Um, yeah. I think that's still... Yeah, it still holds. I know it was sort of said when we, I mean, I said when I, you know, when we reviewed the Impossible Planet that, um, you know, it, it it looks like CGI. It still looks good, but it just to prove how far CGI has come now. Yeah, I, I think know. at the time we was pretty much blown away that Doctor Who was doing this. Sort oh of God, yeah. I mean, it's that fact of I think when it came, but everyone was still expecting you know sets made out of polystyrene and, and plywood. Yeah. And of course, what we got, you know, was you know, sort of a hundred times better, really professional. But even even now, you can see how much it's improved in this yeah. sort of relatively short space of time. Really, however, I think the Beast um, though still looks fantastic. I think it's yeah. one, of, one of their best um, CGI creations. Yeah, the only yeah, you, it is just the fact that during it, you've got the Doctor doing this. Doing his ah oh oh don't oh titter titter you not and all that yeah exactly yeah. um what I, I did um sort of sort of read up though was sort of the, uh, the 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 design aspect of um of the beast as well um is it Rusty Davis wanted them to um, base the design of that on the paintings of Simon Bisley I don't know if you know Simon Bisley because he's done a lot of work for um, like Judge Dredd and and 2000 AD. He's, oh, he's, no. one, he's a very, a very, very distinctive um, artist, and he also did the uh, Batman Judge Dredd crossover, Judgment on Gotham, right? As well, so that'll be f- you know familiar to 
uh, lots of people out there. But he did work for heavy metal comics, and he did a lot of like T-shirt designs for Krang as well. Right. So yeah, he's he's very very sort of famous in that um, um, in that in that circles. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's one of my um, favorite char- uh, favorite um, artists. But um, did you watch Spaced as well? Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, he was um, Simon Pegg's character was named after him, Tim Bisley. Right. Yeah. So that's that's how how it's the whole geeky thing again, isn't it? The nerd thing. But um, but yeah. So I mean, I, I really liked it. It's I, you could. Tell they they blew the budget on that one, really, couldn't you? They did, I, and and it did work. You just yeah, you just wonder whether they do that now in terms of how much they'd give that. Um, yeah, there hasn't been anything like it since, really, has has there? I know they did that with um, the end of the first series of Torchwood. That was it, Abaddon, wasn't it? That big demon, yeah. Um, that sort of you know was going to conquer the earth. I mean, that was the. I, again, it was heavily, heavily referencing the beast. To be honest, Abaddon wasn't it? Mm. To be honest, if you if you remember that, remember that far back, it almost looked identical in in um, sort of design. But yeah, they haven't really gone for something that big again. No, especially saying when we was talking about Tooth and Claw. Yeah, about <laughs> three years ago when we started this, <laughs> um, and they were saying about how they'd had to shoot that on the basis of how much they was allowed. Yeah. In terms of how much they was allowed for the werewolf and some of the shots came about just because they couldn't show anything. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But you then get to this, which probably didn't need as much of it. No, no. And you get quite a lot. This was the last, wasn't this the last one to be filmed though, so perhaps they just still had the budget and they just thought, oh, come on, let's go for it. Um... Yeah, you could be right there. I, I, I don't know because I mean, obviously, you, when you get to the because we've got a couple of episodes coming up, you know, before we get to the, the you know the grand finale or two, you know, the two parts of there. Yeah, uh, which again, you can see where the budget's been spent. Yeah, so maybe you're right because we, we've got like you know, a, 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 you know, the first of the which is which is now called um, Doctor Light, you know, stories. Two very sort of low budget episodes coming up. So yeah, we. I mean, this this going to be interesting when we when we get to those next. But yeah, um, and having said, having said, when we reviewed the Impossible Planet, that it just made me want to put this on straight away. Yes, seeing seeing the trailer for Love and Monsters didn't make me want to put that. No, it didn't away. really. That, that's going to be interesting because I haven't watched that for a long, long time. No, a I don't long, think long I time. have actually watched it since. No, I haven't really. Well, I watched it when I um, got the DVD box set back in. That would have been Christmas 2006. I don't think I can watch it. Anyway, we're, yeah. we're digressing. On we stuff. are very digressing, yeah. yeah. What's the subject we don't want to talk about? Actually, to be quite honest, I haven't actually watched um, The Satan Pit since I got the box set Christmas 2006, to be honest. I, I, I don't know why. I don't... I found this a lot with, with a lot of New Who. I don't revisit it a lot. I tend to revisit what which is now called, you know, it's still Doctor Who, but, the, you know, the classic era. Yeah, I revisit that a lot more than I than I do New Who. We always say when we like an episode, you know, it's one I don't mind. You know, you know, pop back into the um, back in the DVD plot, or if it was on the telly, I'd watch it. But I find myself doing that more with the stuff that's shown on the horror channel, the classic stuff. Yeah, I've got it on DVD. I could pop it in the DVD player any time I like. But no, I, if it's on the horror channel, I'll watch it. Or if I do pop a DVD, and it's usually classic stuff. So um, maybe that that will change as the, as as time rolls on. I think it probably will, and I think probably I'm conscious of stuff that we haven't done yet for the podcast that I want. 
I'm yeah. now not watching it till yeah we go to review it. Otherwise, I might so I can come back to it and say, "Oh, this is right." Okay, this is this rather than I've had a a trial run of it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There was there was I, there was one last thing I just wanted to sort of to say. Really, is that um, the bit at the end where um, Rose shoots the the window out on the on the rocket ship and Toby goes flying it into space. As I say, does Zach have to announce he's going to press the button to put the emergency shield up? <laughs> they always do that. They, they always do that in these things. You go, it's like um, in the Fantastic Four when like, Johnny, um, uh, what's his guy? Was it Johnny Saul says, "Flame on!" Like that, he says, "Emergency shield!" and pushes the button. It's sort of like it's like a superhero power, <laughs> you know. <laughs> perhaps also, perhaps there is a voice-activated key. But it needs to be done. That's only he can do it. But they do it in every every thing. They have to press an emergency button. They have to go like emergency shield or or to say flame on. <laughs> it just had to wall just in case there was anybody out there with a squeegee about to clean it. That, well, yeah, it's, that, it's like you have to do a risk assessment before we get it. So you, you, you must announce it to reduce the risk. <laughs> In case one of them wanted to put their hand to feel what it was like outside, so if it was raining out there, <laughs> check. <laughs> oh dear it's, it's, yes you have a duty of care to people who've just ejected into space so you have to it's, announce you're putting on the emergency shield <laughs> just, just to give him a chance that if he wanted to get back in he had to shout now I'm coming back before <laughs> 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 they did it oh crikey yeah, I could do that thing that sort of I think that, that Tony really hates is when someone shows like um, an old photograph of someone. You know, the only there's things on building sites that the blokes just sort of like sitting on girders, iron girders, dangling yeah. their feet hundreds of feet up in the air, and sort of like someone puts oh, <laughs> no health and safety in those days was there. Like, I know that really winds up Tony. So <laughs> he mentioned it on Facebook. So yeah. um, this is probably the sort of thing he, he'd probably not want to take part in on this conversation. So. <laughs> Health and safety's gone mad in the future. There you are, Tony. We've said it. We've said it. <laughs> well, I don't really want to say much more about this, actually, because I do actually quite, you know, it's, it's a it's another good story. Um, yeah. Not as good as The Impossible Planet, really. And then again, it never was going to be, really. But as a payoff to, you know, as a, a to the two-part story, no, yeah. it as, works. As a two-part, it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't fade, and it doesn't let down the first part. No, that's it. That's so. it. Now, now, you, want. You, want, uh, you just want the two parts to hang together and make a good one, good story. And you do, do yeah, so. exactly. So no, it's, I think it's really good. I think it's it's, it's a really good story. So mm. there we go. So what's happening next on the Hoosie podcast? Well, we're not going to be recording again for a while. The pair of us aren't be recording again for a while, are we? No, no. Um, Paul and I will be back on um, after series nine begins. Um, now, obviously, what we did during Series 8, we sort of changed our release schedule a little bit. Um, we released our episodes on the Wednesday. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing again during Series 9 as well. So our, our release schedule will change um, basically up until, well, really, up until Christmas, won't it? It will Based, be. Basically, yeah, the way, yeah. The way this is going, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as I say, Paul will be back um, in a sort of couple of weeks' time. Um, but... 
coming up next, um, I'm doing sort of like a, another special podcast with a couple of special guests. Um, now, if all goes to plan, uh, we should be having Stephen Schapansky from Radafree Scaro and Erica Ensign uh, from Verity podcast um, on as well. And we're recording um, the first in, a, in a, an occasional series uh, discussing um, the Doctor's Companions. So uh, that's what's coming up next. Then the week after that, we're having a break week. And then we yes. then we'll, then we return um, with our episode one of series nine review, The Magician's Apprentice. Mm. Hooray! So can't wait, can't wait for that. Not long now. It's not, is it? No, I've, I've really got to sort stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> is your life flashing before your eyes, Paul? It is. It, it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all spent doing this podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's all spent on series two. <laughs> yes, it is at the moment. Yes, yeah, in our third year next year. But uh, just think, though, Paul, we've only got four episodes of Series Two left to do. Yes, that is that is that is the good thing about it. That's the good thing about it. So um, I will uh, be back next week. Paul will be back on the um, after the nineteenth of September. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. podcast please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance